This is Blurring the Lines with Adam Bell and Peter Nicolaitis, IT entrepreneurs. Adam and Peter take on the topics of technology, business, life, and the pursuit of happiness and blur them together in the 21st century. Afternoon, good morning, or good evening, and welcome to the Blurring the Lines podcast, episode 182. 182. I am your host, Peter Nicolaitis, and joining me as always is my co-host, Adam Bell. Hey, Peter. How you doing today? All in all, pretty good. Yeah? All in all, pretty good. Yeah. We got, you know, dealing with some health issues that we've talked about on previous podcasts, which I will not get into today. <laughs> Why? Because I'm going to get into them tomorrow on the Friends with Brews podcast. Yeah. So if you are a uh, Blurring the Lines podcast listener, you're going to have to listen to Friends with Brews to hear all that Peter has going on. That's right. If you're a fan of Peter Nicolaitis <laughs> and you want to find out what's going on with his personal health problems that he's fighting <laughs> with. Uh, <laughs> and uh, oh, don't don't dear listener, don't get me wrong. I am putting up a good fight. It's all good. It's all yeah. good. Um, Peter's not dying. I mean, spoiler, Peter's not dying. Well, I mean, well, we all, all are, but we're all kind of dying. Yeah. But, <laughs> yeah. But, uh, yeah. After 18, it's all downhill from there. So uh, we are, oh, dying, but man. not dead yet. Not dead yet. I still got I've got some kicking left in me. Anyway, <laughs> uh yeah, so there you go. Um why don't you go first, Adam? <laughs> okay. Uh well, we had a good Thanksgiving holiday. Uh we went up to Sevierville and visited with my wife's family and went to Dollywood. If you've never been to Dollywood, it's a uh fun family uh friendly adventure place whether you have little kids or big kids. There's plenty to do, plenty to eat, and it's a it's a nice atmosphere. I don't know if you've ever been to parks where it's been like uh nasty teenage kids that are rude and or you know, and it's it's just really a family friendly oriented place. Okay. Yeah. So uh not really. I mean, I've been to like some like water parks and slide things where people were just you know there where it was kind of gross but mm -hmm. you know no <laughs> so yeah i mean people are people you know everywhere you go some people are having a bad day and some people are having a good day i mean <laughs> so people are people people are people it's it cool though so there's a there's a <laughs> roller coaster there that we really like it's called the uh the wild eagle that's not that's not right uh, but it's, it, it starts with wild, uh, but it's a, uh, the, under the, under the rails coaster. So you sit in it and you're actually, your feet are hanging under the coaster and it's, a that steel... just doesn't right off the bat <laughs> does not strike me as good. <laughs> so, oh, it's fantastic. It's a, it, so it's a steel coaster. Uh, I mean, it's, it's super smooth. So the experience is, you know, I, I hate it when I get off a roller coaster and I'm disoriented and my head hurts and, you know, I feel like I've been beat up in a car wreck. Uh, so it's awesome. So, it, I mean, you, you take off and, you know, the great big hill, you take off and there's nothing under you. Your feet are just dangling. So if you don't have your shoes tied, you would lose them or everything. But it's it's an awesome ride. The The thing I forgot... Well, I didn't forget. I just didn't. I mean, it forgot means I it implied that I remembered, uh, but I, I never once thought about it. But uh, at the end of the roller coaster, my phone thinks I've been in a car accident. <laughs> You're one of those people. <laughs> so yes. I was once going 70 miles an hour and now I have stopped and my phone, it, you know, it gives you an alert. I mean, it, yeah. all, it says, hey, uh, something bad has happened. I am about ready to alert the authorities and my hands are like T-Rex. I can't reach my pocket <laughs> because I have a bar that's, you know, a, a, you know, a harness system that has got me protected so that I can hang from this coaster and there's nothing I can do. Lexi and I are just look, I said, my phone's getting ready to go off. It's getting ready to dial 911. And it did. And by the time I got to the, uh, to get off the coaster the the, the woman said hello hello and, and i i wanted to pick it up because i wanted to make sure 
to let them know emergency services. This is not an emergency. Don't send it somebody. <laughs> and she said, are you okay, sir? I said, yes, I'm okay. And she oh. said, are you riding roller coasters? <laughs> <laughs> I said, yes, I am. <laughs> and she says, okay, so you need to put your phone in airplane mode <laughs> or you need to turn it off completely so that you don't tie up this line. I said, yes, ma'am. <laughs> But she you, was you very... seem to have a lot of uh, a lot of nine one one calls to share recently. Because <laughs> <laughs> I just listened to I just listened to the replay of the 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 most recent uh, Friends with Bruce, where you shared the story again about the time when you uh, had your uh, employee as part of a um, uh, obvious uh, hazing ritual. <laughs> obvious <swat> hazing. himself. <laughs> So, but she was, she was very professional and she was very friendly about it. So, and of course we're in Sevierville and the dispatch goes to the closest place and it goes to the operator in Sevierville. And I mean, she looks me up immediately on the map and sees Dollywood, Dollywood. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. But you know, I, I did appreciate her attitude yeah. because she, she could have been, Hey dummy, you know, you went, you know, why are you wasting the line or whatever here with nine? I'm like, cause I didn't intentionally do that. <laughs> Dummy. <laughs> so she was very friendly. I appreciated that. So, and it took the call took 15, 20 seconds and I was off clear. That's good. So you mm -hmm. only wasted 15, 20 seconds. Well, actually no, you wasted more of her time though. Cause she was already on. She was like doing yeah. the hello. Hello. Yeah. She doing hello. Hello. And yeah. So, but it, it's that that feature works so but i did find i should i could have left my phone in regular mode but i would have needed to go in there and turn crash detection off and that would have fixed my problem yep yep so so that's might be a good use of an ios shortcuts yeah uh, you know like a personal automation when you get near a roller coaster just have it disable crash detection <laughs> well yeah that that would be a good iOS shortcut. Yep. That's the kind of thing where you think like they might be able to like have a beacon or something. So like when you get close to an amusement park, hey, we've noticed you're an amusement park. Would you like to turn off crash detection until you are back in your CarPlay enabled car or something like that? Yeah, that, that sounds brilliant. So what else is going on? Uh, so I am at the farm right now. Uh, I'm getting a barn delivered well i'm getting a barn built not delivered uh today the material was being delivered uh and i was here at nine o'clock for that material to be delivered i just now uh the guy just now started unloading the material uh, about 10 minutes before our podcast started uh because his uh 24 foot bed big truck got stuck in the creek <laughs> uh -huh. Aha! Uh -huh. <laughs> and so you still got that creek issue there you because you've yeah. talked about that you we've, we've discussed that on the podcast before mm -hmm. about getting you know you, it's kind of remote yeah yeah so the uh he got stuck in the creek um and it's of course all the materials loaded on the truck so it's extremely heavy um he oh, said, well, do you have a tractor that you can help? I'm like, yeah, I have a tractor. I mean, and it's a big tractor, but it's not big enough for, for this. Like it's a 3,500. So it's, it's bigger than a truck, like a regular truck or car. Um, you know, like I could, I could, I could turn your Tesla upside down. I mean, it's, I mean, like if I scooped under it with the, the bucket, I could flip it over. Uh, so, so it's a, it's a pretty powerful piece of machinery. But it's still nowhere near powerful enough to do what needed to be done to move this truck. But he's like, well, you want to give it a try? You know, we, we can try to push, pull. I'm like, yeah, let's give it the old college try here. Get you stuck. And it wasn't happening. He said, well, we're going to have to call a tow truck. And I said, well, I know a semi tow truck shop nearby here. And I called him. And uh, do you want to take a guess how much it costs to get a tow truck big enough to move a, another truck i'm gonna 
Well, geez, I guess I should adjust for COVID. It's probably going to cost more than a thousand dollars these days. That that would be a good guess. So the the driver he said he's like, oh man, I'm so mad. He said it's going to cost fifteen hundred dollars to get that truck towed out. And I was like, so I called the tow truck company. They gave me a price. They said it was. Uh, he said, well, I won't move this truck for less than six hundred and fifty dollars. <laughs> and it's five hundred fifty dollars uh, per hour. So if I come there, if I pull it right out, no problem. You know, I won't I won't bill you the time for the hour. But if, but if I spend an hour there, I'm billing you another five hundred fifty. Which is still, I mean, thousand is less than fifteen fifteen hundred, right? Yeah. So oh. and he came out and uh, he 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 pulled the the truck out because he just backed down. We put cables attached to the truck and cable pulled it, the truck out. It, I mean, it looked easy. It looked like picking up a child. It was so easy. Uh, <laughs> but he only charged he, he only charged him five hundred dollars. He didn't charge him the extra cost per hour because they were only fifteen minutes away. You know, it's a easy easy five hundred bucks. Yeah, I mean, I know, and you know, sometimes you feel like like I I had a similar feeling like a couple nights ago. I did a migration for a client and it was just, you know, it was like, yeah, I still take some, some, some of these small jobs every now and then. And this was literally just to migrate file from a MacBook to a new one. And that was oh, it. A file? No, like all user, all, profiles, the file. Okay. Like all settings, whole, whole, whole kind of thing. Um, but something went wrong in the process. Like the migration assistant did not work. Oh, and yeah. it actually, it was funny because this, this laptop, it's a managed laptop that we, that, you know, it's under paradigms management. Um, and it has two profiles on it. Our Knox remote support help desk account mm -hmm. and my client. And while I'm going through it, I was like, you know, it prompted me enter the new password for your remote support. And I was like, okay, I can't document this right now. I'll, you know, I'm going to, it's a dynamically managed password anyway. So I'm just going to put, you know, a bunch of X's, you know, 10 X's right now. Mm -hmm. And then I had her type in her password. So we were both there. You see both are selected. Otherwise it wouldn't be asking me for a password. Migration completes. And of course, you know, it starts off. It's like, oh yeah, this is going to run for, uh, you know, three hours. And then it's an hour and a half and then an hour and 20 minutes. Then it's, you know, 30 minutes and then it's finished. And when it's done, there's no sign of my client's profile. <laughs> it's not there in the login. And furthermore, that 10X's password that I said does <laughs> not work for the remote support account. Nice. I was like, wonderful. So I had to wipe the thing. I had to go into recovery mode, wipe it out, install a fresh copy of um well this was still on what mavericks uh, you know one one version of uh, oh, wow. the operating system back even though it's brand new hardware mm -hmm. do a fresh copy of it fire it up once again try migration assistant this time i said let's not bother with the remote support account just leave that one out and i deleted a few did a little more cleanup on the the source machine not that i think that was the issue but i mm -hmm. deleted out like because she has had several macbooks and powerbooks over the years Oh, yeah. And she just moved all of her stuff. So I'm finding applications on here that are 20 years old, almost like mm -hmm. at least if there were stuff from 2004. Mm -hmm. So, you know, stuff that goes back to like the original Mac OS 10 kind of stuff. Now I was deleting those, deleting those. Second time was a charm. Everything worked out okay. But I was just saying, you know, it, it reminded me of conversations I've had with you and with Scott and like, how are mortals supposed to do this? You know, like, when, when the migration system works, it's amazing. You know, mm -hmm. it's like you run it on this machine, you run it on that machine. It tells you what to do. But then when it doesn't, you know, I had to boot into recovery mode. I had to drop into a, a command prompt. Fortunately, file vault was not enabled. So I was able to just boom, reset her password without having to you know dig up a file vault key. But it was a pain. You mm -hmm. know, this was this was it was not not fun. It was not fun. Um, but several hours later, I'm done with this and she's, you know, insisting, you know, I'm feeling kind of guilty because like, you know, I was just sitting around, but I was doing work, right? Mm -hmm. I wasn't just twiddling my thumbs for hours while files copied because, you know, mm -hmm. while she was doing this, I was helping with something else and stuff. 
you know, but in the end, you know, the bill for a few hours of my time, my bill's over a thousand bucks. And I'm like, but she repeatedly like four times, like, it's worth it. It's worth having you do this. It's worth, you know, you making sure this is going to, I was like, all right, I sent the invoice today, got payment just like that. There you go. You know, but, but, you know, I can, but getting back to the, to the, the, the tow truck guy, you know, I'm like, I could, you know, he probably was like, all right, it was pretty easy. I, you know, yeah. Am I going to be able to sleep at night if I bill him the extra 500 for the extra four minutes that I was here? Probably. <laughs> yeah. But like, well, maybe yeah. not today. <laughs> you know? In all fairness, I mean, he told me ahead of time and, yeah. and I agreed to it. I was like, yep. come on. I mean, I, I don't have a choice here. Time is money. Um, I can try, I can go try to nickel and dime my way down to a cheaper tow truck driver. Yep. And I could be here all night. Yep. Come on. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Let's go. That's, that's it. Just get it done. Time, time is money though. I, that's something I can, <laughs> kind of funny um, to, to, to spin this around in a totally different direction. <clears throat> so this gal I'm dating, um, mm-hmm. you know, are you familiar with the concept of wait, love? Wait a minute. Time, hmm? time is money and the girl you're dating. It, yeah, hold on now. This, this is heard a G rated. <laughs> I should have known you would have gone there. <laughs> are you familiar with the, yeah, I'm going to keep, I'm going to just lean into it. Are you yeah, familiar with the it. concept of uh, love languages? Yes, I am familiar with love languages. Okay. So I'm uh, just curious, do you, and you don't have to, don't get into details here, but uh, are your wife's, yours and your wife's love languages directly map, map? Like is the way you express it, the way she likes to be received or, you know, or. Yeah, or... we're pretty compatible. I mean, uh, you know, my love language is time spent. Uh, yep. You know, that's, that's one of them. We're, we're both not very gift oriented. I mean, yep. we, we like gifts enough, but we're, you know, it's about equally, you know, so like, Hey, I thought about, you know, when I, when you get something it's like, Oh, I was really thinking about you. If I got you something, you know, yep. So, yep. and it's reciprocal. Yep. So, um, so I'm more of the, you know, I like time spent, uh, physical touch, right. um, but I'm also about um, acts of service or deeds. Mm-hmm. Right. So I like to do things and I like when things are done for me. Right. You know, that's, mm-hmm. that's one way. So I like to give and receive those. Um, I'm not so big on gifts mm-hmm. and the gal that I've been seeing now is kind of into gifts mm-hmm. and I don't like to generally give gifts, but part of that was definitely you know some some legacy baggage from my marriage mm-hmm. where you know i had someone i was married to someone who wanted you know little things little extravagant things like a car you know <laughs> that's that's what she thought were good gifts uh-huh. that she was entitled to and you know when i realized that the current gal like if i give her like a small bar of chocolate or some flowers or something that counts in her book. It's thoughtful. It is. You know, I think I just, just a little thing, a little thing that I taught, you know, I thought about her and, you know, even though that's not my default go-to, right. But I mm-hmm. realized that, you know, I would rather like make her dinner, you know, or something like that, or, or, um, you know, migrate her, this was not her laptop, but I would like to, you know, like she recently bought a new MacBook as well. And I was like, let me, let me do this. She's like, I'll just take it to the Apple store. I'm like, no, that, It'd make me happy well, to do this. Yeah. yeah, but it's also, this is what, yeah, I also feel somewhat slighted. <laughs> you yeah. know, I was just like, this hello, why I are you, do. you'd rather <laughs> go to a genius and have them, you know? <laughs> so, um, but I realized recently though, too, is like, you know, for the, for, for a pittance, you know, I can give a small gift, which she receives well. And, you know, compared to the amount of time it takes me to cook dinner. Mm-hmm my time is worth a lot. So, you know, if she, you know, so I just, I flipped it around. I was like, Oh, she's just, she just wants me to save my time Mm -hmm. and not waste it. Okay, fine. That's good. So, so so anyway, so yeah, but anyway, time is money, you know? So I was like, all right, I'm not going to spend my time on that. Instead, I'll spend a few bucks, box of chocolate, handful, you know, thoughtfully deliver it. And we win. Mm -hmm. You know, it's funny is, I really like to do things for people. 
I really don't like people to do things for me. It, yeah. So I'm generally like that myself. I, but like, if I, I appreciate the gesture, mm -hmm. but then I often won't let them actually do it. <laughs> so, you know, so like, so like if you yeah. start, like I'm cooking dinner for you tonight. Oh, wow. That's great. That's really thoughtful. I am, I'm touched by that. And then mm -hmm. I'll sit there and then five minutes later, I'm in the kitchen helping, mm -hmm. you know? Yeah. But hmm. just the fact that, you know, someone would have taken that first step is enough for me to feel, you know, appreciated and stuff. So. Mm -hmm. But yeah, so I think that's, 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 yeah, I think that lines up. Yeah. Yeah. I guess the, it's not 100% though. Cause when you describe like if some, you know, my wife makes dinner, she, she always makes dinner and then I'll, you know, I'll clean up, but I don't, I don't mind her making me dinner. Cause that's not something I want to do. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, well, that's I, different. I, I, yeah, know. I will do it, but <laughs> yeah. yep, yeah, yeah. So, well, cool. All right. What uh, else? Yeah. So we, I mentioned we're getting a barn, uh, and the reason we're getting the barn, the lavender is the lavender is coming. You know, winter is coming. The lavender is coming. <laughs> you know, so so we get uh, we will have a barn up this year, and I can start moving gear into that barn so i can get this barn you know prepared for drying lavender next year so that's exciting because i was getting Excellent. concerned because i don't know when the last time is you've tried to have a barn built but i signed <laughs> oh, i was just doing that last week <laughs> yeah i i signed paperwork to get this barn built in august and i know the owner personally so I'm getting as fa about as fast as you can, you know, you know, with friends and family timing, mm -hmm. uh, and it is now December. <laughs> so, <laughs> it ain't going to get a lot faster. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I was, um, you know, I, I'm happy to get it done. So that's yep. good. Get her done. The barn is coming. <laughs> winter is coming and so is the barn so is the lavender <laughs> winter is definitely coming around here though it's been feeling colder it's gotten below freezing a couple of times so it's it's chilly yeah it has here too uh let's see what the weather is right now but right now it is 58 but it feels warmer than that hmm. okay all right because i was out with uh i was out with my vest on and i was sweating um, but now I'm, <laughs> now it's pretty comfortable. <laughs> well, I went for a hike just before I got here and, um, it was, uh, uh, it was, you know, like it was, it was, it was cool out and stuff, but I had, I had two layers on and, you know, just went for a walk. So, um, you know, but it, it felt good, but it's definitely, it's definitely, we've passed the optimal running weather phase, mm -hmm. you know, now it's getting, it gets a little chilly. Mm -hmm. so you know it's still good running weather still i'd much rather run in like the 30s than in the 80s mm -hmm. you know so but i'm an all-weather runner i gotta uh you know i i gotta i gotta admit that <laughs> so. yeah well and I, I don't mind cold outside as long as it's not windy or raining yep you know once that happens then it's like uh this is just miserable yep cold yep. by itself is okay yeah, when you when you add rain to a mix of cold and wind and stuff, it 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 has a huge impact. Mm -hmm. Yep. So. Ugh. Ugh. Well, so today I'm kind of uh, you know friends with brews because I haven't eaten lunch yet, so I decided to have a beer for lunch. You know, I could have actually gotten one. Um, I'm I'm going out tonight, and uh, for the first time in a long time, I'm going to uh, the Brazilian uh, barbecue nice. nearby. So, and so I made sure... Brazil or something like that. Hmm? What's it called? Oasis. Oasis. I don't yep. really understand. There's one of those here, and they call it Texas de Brazil. <clears throat> Texas of Brazil. I don't I, even. Uh, yeah. <laughs> i don't understand that uh, uh, i do not think that means what you think it means yeah <laughs> i think you put some words together that you thought had meaning yep 
But yeah. since I'm watching my cholesterol these days, you know, I decided I'd, I've I've eaten I had like some cream in my coffee and a little bit of feta cheese with a sandwich right before I jumped on this call. Mm-hmm. But um, there there will be some there will be some animals sacrificed at dinner tonight. So yes. I'm, I'm trying to be good, but to, until then, in moderation, everything exactly. in moderation. Yep. Yeah, I I need to do a little bit. I mean, I get we don't eat all that bad anyway, but I still kept my my steak. Uh, orders from omaha steak <laughs> omaha yeah. i'm still I, I still got that we've talked about that on the, the cat the cast though i've cut i've cut way back i'm eating a lot more you know plant-based stuff and it's it's, it's good so yeah i need to try some of that just to just to see uh because because i am trying to lose a little bit of weight and i am losing a little bit of weight because we're going on a vacation in february and i don't really want to look like a a, a bear <laughs> it's funny how people think about that when they go on vacation but it's perfectly okay to look like a bear when you're around the house and at work yeah. and stuff i mean yeah, it's fine <laughs> no uh so did we talk about i can't remember if we talked about the number of times attending the gym so uh, I, I think we have but it's been a while yeah well uh, so i was looking at my uh my Wattify app and it it shows attendance so like oh well how much is how many times am i getting to the gym uh because you know, i just wondered because i tell it you know i tell everybody i do crossfit you know how often do you go four to five times a week all right so that should be 16 to 20 times per month based on what i just said there yeah and when i looked at my attendance it said 11 Nine, eight, 15, 17. No, at no time was there 20. (laughs) And I'm like, apparently I'm not going to the gym as often as I think I'm going to the gym. Yeah. Things come up. I mean, yeah. Events occur, travel occurs, but you know, June, I was out of the country fishing for an entire week so the entire week i didn't go i remember that but i went to the gym more in june than i did in july (laughs) when i was home the whole month (laughs) interesting do you have any is there do you can can you account for this discrepancy not in anything other than rationalizations Fair enough. So, yeah. So, but I, I do want to do some, cause the farm, you know, I, I am going to spend more time down at the farm just cause next in June, but so the, the lavender is going to come up between second week in June. Well, between second week in June to July 1st, uh, that's the harvest time. It, it really depends on the plant and what's been happening. Uh, but that's when it's the, the, the purplest, that it's going to be the fullest flowers, the most flowers. And that's when we want to, we want to cut them. Mm-hmm. So I will be at the farm when that occurs, because when it's cutting time, we've got to get it all. You can't, I can't just wait on the weekends. And so I'm going to do a couple things like uh, getting a little remote gym here set up. You know, I can, I can walk, I can do pushups anywhere. Um, <clears throat> I can, one thing I want to do is add a pull-up bar. Yeah. Uh, so at a, at a pull-up bar outside that I can use, I can do jump rope anywhere. Yep. I've got to put down a, you know, a piece of cardboard or something, you know, cause otherwise I'll tear up my jump rope on the rock and stuff. But my concern is, I guess, yeah, I, I suppose I could do it. I could do jump rope downstairs on my first floor, mm-hmm. but on my second floor and third floor, I'd be hitting the ceiling with the rope too. Yeah. So, and, and I can do air squats anywhere. Yep. Um, there's a yep. lot of things that I can do anywhere and really don't have an excuse not to do them. <laughs> well, if only you had an accountability buddy of some sort, but... <laughs> yeah, some sort, someone that I could communicate with every day in an easy way. Yeah. Huh. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> Anyways. <laughs> well, I do pushups every single day though, uh, except our, uh, on the rest day and the rest day kind of floats so six days a week of push-ups i feel like is is pretty good but i don't really count those as exercise because i do them every day 
Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that that's the thing is that it doesn't I mean if I sit down and do the whole or the half the mediocre Murph routine, you know, where I'm doing push-ups, pull-ups and squats all and I just do it all in a row, I'll record that as a workout. Mhm. But when I do it throughout the day, scattered across the course of the day, I'm not setting my watch just for 20 push-ups. You know, <laughs> no, <laughs> we'd have to make fun of you if you did. <laughs> <laughs> hey, look at that one-minute workout, Peter! Way to get it done. <laughs> Speaking of uh, seeing about your workout, I am, I, I'm really thinking about an ultra. <laughs> oh dude you should the, the time to get it was like last week with black friday specials man i know uh but i i if i do it if i go back into an apple watch i definitely want cellular yep. and so i started poking around at looking at that and uh i i didn't want to i don't know the verizon i went to it and started configuring it and then it wanted to reconfigure all of my phones all of my other phones in order to change the plan yeah <laughs> and so one i just of, stopped <laughs> one of the uh, analysts who reports to me at the hospital he said you know remember i saw how easy a time you had you got your apple watch ultra and you just added it to your cellular plan and it just worked and i was inspired by that i was like huh well maybe i can maybe it'll do that for me too i'll just do that and so he did. And as a result, he lost cellular on both his watch and his phone. Oh, excellent. <laughs> yeah, excellent. So he had to drive to the Verizon store to have them fix that issue for him. So it's funny you mentioned that, though, too, because that was that was what I was going to have as my main topic for today mm-hmm. was. Um, what, Are you what... wearing it? Nope, it's charging right now, actually. It's charging right now. Okay. Yep. For the first time in a, uh, actually, it might be the first time that I can remember since I got the Ultra, uh, it hit 10% last night. Oh, wow. And it's like, want to go to low power mode? And I was like, okay, fine. Um, that's one thing that's different about it, though. It takes a long time for it to charge, way longer than the other Apple Watches that I've had. Isn't that, uh, is it better for it? Well, slowly slowing charging is generally better for the battery life. Mm-hmm. So, but it's also a way bigger battery too. Mm-hmm. So there's that. And so there's a couple of factors. Cause you can get 48 hours, right? Yeah. Usually. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm, uh, you know, generally when I take a shower, I don't wear it, you know, so I'll, I'll usually charge it. And if I know that it's getting a little low, I'll stick it. But that's the, the biggest change is just the peace of mind, you know, knowing that like, oh, it's 30%. Yeah, I can still go for a 10k run right now and not worry about it. Mm-hmm. If I had 30% on my my eight or my six, like, pff, no way. You know? mm-hmm. so, but um, as I mentioned to you, uh, recently, I bit the bullet due to uh, ongoing trouble with my AirPods Pro, first generation, the mm-hmm. only not newest Apple hardware that I own right now. Mm-hmm. Um, when paired to the iPhone, they would just, uh, you know, go into Decepticon mode. So I'd be having a conversation and then all of a sudden, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. if you don't know what that is, go watch the scenes from the Transformers, especially the opening credits when the Paramount logo comes in and then <laughs> transforms. That's that was what's going on. And this has been a problem for a long time. Mm-hmm. And it was a problem with my iPhone 12. It persisted onto my iPhone 14. And it persisted from AirPods first generation to AirPod Pro's second generation. Mm. At that point, I had no choice but to accept that it was a problem with the software. Mm-hmm. And despite my protests uh, to Apple, because I didn't want to wipe it out and restart, And the reason I didn't want to wipe it out and restart was I had no guarantee that just wiping it was going to fix the problem. Or if it did fix the problem, that it wouldn't come back mysteriously. Mm -hmm. Because, you know, like, and I I was on the phone with the guy, you know, the Apple rep and, and, you know, he was fine. He was great to work with. But, you know, I said, you know, look, somehow I, I have, you know, like I did this, right. And now you're not, you're not accusing me of doing this, Mr. Apple support rep. I get that. But, but, but right. Somehow I found 
the hidden setting within the settings you know bar somewhere the uh, you know the hidden slider which says randomly scramble you know garble audio qualities when on calls when connected to the airpods right yeah. i found that and i don't know how i found it so i don't know that i'm not going to find it again <laughs> so that's why I don't want to just wipe out this phone, which has years of my configuration and stuff on it. Mm -hmm. But I finally, you know, because Scott was on, you know, in our in, a, in our friends with Bruce chat, he's like, just wipe, wipe the it. phone out, wipe set it, it up, wipe it, wipe it. Fine. Okay. <laughs> all in all, it's not that big a deal. Okay, but it is interesting. Again, you know, like having a new, a real new phone for the first time, like mm -hmm. my iCloud settings, those came over, right? So, oh, really? okay. uh, oh yeah, no, that, that much you can restore. Like when you sign into iCloud, it's like, okay, we know who you are for FaceTime. You know, we know these are your Apple devices, but I still have to say, like, I have to enable um, SMS. Like I had to tell my iPad and my Apple watch and my phone you can use this device for SMS, right? Mm -hmm. Otherwise, I try to send SMS from my Mac and it doesn't go anywhere. Yeah. Um, you know, so I had to go through and re-enable a lot of things. I also found that there were a lot of things that I had enabled that I had previously disabled. Mm -hmm. I was like, oh, that's on by default. You know what? I think I'm going to leave that on. Okay, fine. Mm -hmm. um, but I'm still like, even like today, I, what I did decide though, is I'm only going to install apps when I actually need them. Yeah. Whereas I used to like, yep, I'm going to need that. I'm going to need that. I'm going to need that. Just, you know, install everything. Um, so I started right off the bat with LastPass and my Authy and Duo authenticators and the Microsoft authenticator, which I then promptly deleted. Why? Well, Duo and Microsoft, although they have some kind of feature called backup, doesn't really seem to back anything up. At least if it does, doesn't let you move it across devices. What I like about Microsoft's is it knows you have an account. It migrates the account, but it does not work. <laughs> it says, if you want to enable this, you must scan the QR code. Yep, which is so useless because all it is is a list. All it does is it makes you a task list. That's all their freaking <laughs> backup does. So I had to go into all these accounts that I have. And I have a lot of accounts with 2FA. And some of them I did not have any backup for. So I had to like call the help desk and identify myself, explain I got a new phone and go through this onboarding process over and over again. Mm-hmm. That's been the biggest hassle. Frankly, everything else, like I have not gotten to configuring my email, my personal email account in the mail app because several months ago I switched to fast mail. Mm -hmm. So I, and I don't remember the IMAP settings and, you know, and the SMTP settings for that. So I haven't set that up yet. I installed the fast mail app, but I still like on a daily basis, I open up the mail app and I see all my other accounts. I'm like, why can't I send something from, you know, me at my nicolaitis.com at, oh, I haven't set that account up yet. Mm -hmm. uh, I just found today that I didn't have the AWS um, uh, app for iOS installed. Okay. So, you know, I had to go and install that and stuff. But um, I found out the other day when I, I don't know how this happened. I set up, you know, my Hydrate Spark water bottle on mm -hmm. which you and I are friends. Mm -hmm. I could not find any trace of an account for them. Now, I know mm -hmm. I have an account. I've gotten emails from them. But I didn't mm -hmm. have any password saved and I couldn't find any evidence of it anywhere. So I had to set up a new account for my Spark water bottle. Oh, not that I care. I only have two friends on it, you and, you know, one of my clients. And that was it. So no big whoop there. I don't even know. I think I sent you an invite to reconnect. I don't even know if you got it, though. Yeah, I got something, but I don't know what it was. Yep. Confirm. Adam Bell. There it is. We're good. Hey, Peter. Is <laughs> my friends, friend friends are back. So go. yeah, everything's back to normal now. I'm back to you and you and my buddy Jacob. So we're good. Cool. But it's been a pain and it also requires that you, your, your Apple watch also gets set up from scratch because really? the Apple watch oh. backups go to your phone. Yeah. Uh -huh. so, and all of a sudden it's like, oh, you want to pair this watch with this phone? Okay. Well, 
we're going to set it up as a new phone because Armin has a new watch because you have no other choice because there's no backup to restore from. <laughs> so can. again, the, the tack I'm taking now is like minimalist. I'm trying to install as little as possible and also configure as little as possible. Mm -hmm. Just like accept the defaults wherever I can. Mm -hmm. So, um, you know, anything where, where I, if I don't need it, I'm not going to bother installing it. You know, like mm -hmm. I use OneDrive as my main file repository. So I have to have that on there. Uh, I still use Evernote a lot. So I have to have Evernote, you know, LastPass, which yes, by the way, they have just acknowledged that some customer data was lost in their August data breach. I'm still a but proud, happy LastPass customer. I don't care. <laughs> it was, it was but it was encrypted, right? Well, the passwords were not breached. So that's okay. the, the important part is passwords have not been accessed. Mm -hmm. So, and that's all I use LastPass for. So as far as I'm concerned, I don't care. They're still fine. Mm -hmm. So, um, but yeah, the biggest thing though is, you know, I did end up returning the AirPod Pro's second generation. They were nice, but they weren't $225 nice. Mm -hmm. At least they weren't $225 nicer than the first generation yeah so now with my luck these things are going to die any minute now and then i'm going to have to pay full price for the <laughs> replacement but right now knock on wood they're working fine so um you know i that was one of my black friday purchases and returns mm -hmm. um but yeah running you know it's just it's interesting though going with a, you know a new phone re-enabling location services for all these apps that want it of course that happens periodically now anyway with, you know, mm -hmm. even with a new phone or with an old phone, you know, it's Apple is making them re-up, you know, sharing location services. So that's not mm -hmm. such a big deal. Um, but things like my health data. Um, yeah, I got to even, I got to double check. Let me, let me open this up here. Um, dietary cholesterol. If I look at that. Okay. Now it goes back. Now it goes back a full year. Um, there was a time, actually, the funny thing was when I got the new iPhone 14, but restored it from a backup, it mm -hmm. only went back six months. Okay. Now that I have the iPhone 14 wiped out and set up again from, you know, brand new, it's, it's showing all of my data. So mm -hmm. anyway, interesting, but you can definitely see that the, uh, the trend was going like rapidly down, 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 and then November hit and it kind of levels off a little bit. <laughs> so, um, yeah. but all in all, it wasn't that big a deal, you know, not migrating all the settings and everything mm -hmm. like that. The, the hardest part really, really was re-enabling all my internet accounts and two-factor authentication codes. That's yeah. the part that's it. You know, as far as like, reorganizing the home screen and stuff like that not really that big a deal um what something that's also is funny though is the number of um the number of things that iCloud sync eventually yeah. like my shortcuts didn't all show up for a few days mm-hmm I would open it up and there were just the default shortcuts I'm like are you kidding me I have to re I'm not even going to bother. Never mind. Um, yeah. Personal personal automations under the shortcuts in iOS, those mm -hmm. don't migrate at all. Those are tied just to that phone, apparently. Okay. Um, but eventually the shortcuts all started coming in, but I can't invoke them by Siri anymore. Huh. Okay. But then sometimes I can. Well. So, so like I have one um, to do a daily report. So I've been using food noms for my, you know, tracking my calories and, and mm -hmm. nutrition and stuff. And I have one called food noms report, which just tells me how many calories I've consumed and how many I have left and how much cholesterol I've consumed and how much I have left. And for several days I could say, Hey Siri, food noms report and nothing would happen. Mm -hmm. Now it works. <laughs> So it's, it's bizarre. Um, and I have a bunch of things, but this is something that actually happened as of the latest iOS. I have a bunch of shortcuts when I will try to invoke it. Um, I named some of them like overcast security. Mm -hmm. So I'll say, Hey, dingus overcast security. I use overcast as the key word to, and then security like to mean play the security podcast. Mm-hmm. 
sometimes it will open up overcast and try to play something not as a shortcut and other times it will try to give me a weather report <laughs> other times it says i can't find anything like that in your home so yeah. it's trying to do some kind of home kit integration kind of thing and i was mm -hmm. just like I don't understand because if I I'm trying to name my shortcuts in a way that where there's no name collisions and apparently now overcast because it's the name of an app that plays music or plays content is now a collision because oh. I can't name a shortcut, something like play something. Cause it'll say like, Oh, that's the play command. That's not the name of a shortcut. Great. What do you want to play? I was like, well, I want you to play my security podcast that I just told you to, but you don't, know how to do that so <laughs> so then for a while i got around that by saying using overcast as the keyword mm -hmm. and i'm sure i can't say something like podcast because that's gonna not work either so maybe i can call it cast or stream or it might have to get you know i might have to say jello you know <laughs> jello my security mm -hmm. podcast okay we'll do that you know yeah so, uh, so yeah, anyway, it's not it hasn't been as big a deal as as you know as I thought, but it's you know, it's still it's still a hassle. So so you have your shortcuts organized in some way, do you go find them or do you search for your apps on your phone? For shortcuts, like like we're talking the iOS shortcuts? Well, or no. So let's say that you want to open up uh, Evernote. How do you open up Evernote on your phone? Okay, so I thought about that. Um, I do have things located in a specific place mm -hmm. for those commonly used apps on my home screen. Mm -hmm. I now also have a bunch of less commonly used apps off in the app library. Mm -hmm. um, I was toying with the idea of keeping a very minimalist home screen and just searching for everything. Mm-hmm. But I ended up going back to, I have clusters of apps. I have folders on the home screen. So I've got like a system folder, a money folder, home automation, navigation, health and fitness, communication, productivity, identity and access management, and entertainment. Mm -hmm. So I've got them all located. So if I want like my entertainment folder, for instance, has Overcast Music, Sonos, iBooks, and Voice Dream Reader. Mm -hmm. The identity access management folder has LastPass, Duo, Authy, RSA Secure ID, LastPass Authenticator, et cetera. Communication is, you know, email, Slack, messages, Signal, Discord, another email app, another email app, another email app, another email app, the, <laughs> the Amazon lady in the tube, you know, so those are all, you know, clustered into one place. Yeah, because mine has kind of... Uh, a wipe and reload wouldn't be bad because then I could intentionally clean up some of this stuff. Every once in a while I'll get, I'll get a burr up my rear and, you know, and clean these things up and organize them. But what generally happens is I install a new app. It goes to the last section and then I do something with it. If it doesn't bother me, I leave it alone. Uh, but I don't like to have more than two pages, like my homepage and then yeah. one slide. That's all yep. I want. Yep. But if I do it again, I want one home page and it's going to only have the most important things that I use every single day. And yep. then I search for everything else because uh, there's so many things that I have on there that the only way I get to them is search. Yep. My wife will have my phone. She's like, well, where is, you know, where's music? I don't know. Hit pull down the search. Where's the search? Oh my goodness. Pull search. down, <laughs> pull down and search. But how do you find, I mean, where's the icon? I, I don't know. I don't use the icon. <laughs> I mean, because, uh, I mean, that's just kind of fallen over from windows of, you know, it's so inconvenient to try to find an application now. I search for everything. My desktop completely has nothing on it. My desktop. So I have the most common uh, apps that I use on the dock. You know, so like email, my folk, web browsers, Slack, those are always there. But generally when I'm launching apps on the desktop, I'm usually using command space and I'm typing the name. Mm -hmm. 
And that's how I do it. Like on Windows, I hit the Windows key and I start typing. On Linux, I'll do like, what's it, Alt F2? Or, you know, when Linux has another, if I find myself in front of a Linux uh, thing, it muscle memory will do it. I can't tell you what the keystrokes are right now. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, I miss Linux. <laughs> you don't have to, you know, you, <laughs> yeah. you can, it's free. <laughs> yeah, I don't have to. But there's so many. So, you know, we've talked about it tons of time. Windows gives me 100% productivity. There's yep. nothing that I can't do in Windows associated with my job and my life. Yep. Mac gets me like 95% of that. Yep. Linux gets me like 80%. You know, there's so many things that I lose Yeah. Uh, when I go over to Linux. I end up building a virtual machine so that I can do the Windows stuff. And it's like, yep. what's the point? <laughs> I, you know, I did that for a while too. I remember it was three years ago. I tried, I set up a, my main machine at home was Linux and I was going to do Windows on as a VM. Mm -hmm. Unfortunately, you know, like uh, support for things like OneDrive, which I, you know, OneDrive and Evernote, mm -hmm. which I just, I use the daylights out of that just wasn't there, you know, mm -hmm. it wasn't as good and I didn't want to drop that. So mm -hmm. as much as I would, you know, I think Linux makes a better subsystem, you know, a better, you know, hypervisor layer. Mm -hmm. I'd rather run Linux and then windows in a VM when I have to, for me to be productive, I still need Evernote and OneDrive at my mm -hmm. fingertips in the host layer. So yeah. it makes more sense for me to spin up a Linux virtual machine instead. Mm -hmm. yep. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and that's what's keeping me. So I, I really want a a MacBook Pro 14 inch. I really want one, a brand new one. Mm -hmm. But I'm not going to get one because I have a 13 inch Dell XPS. It's out of warranty. I mean, it's four years old. I, you know, I sent it to Ashland with college. It came back with the battery started swelling. I fixed that. Like, there's nothing wrong with this laptop. It completely works. It runs Windows 10. It's got the latest stuff on it. If I travel, if it gets, you know, dropped in the water, I mean, I, I won't be happy about it, but <laughs> I won't have lost a, you know, a, a MacBook Pro that I spent $2,000 on. Yes. <laughs> yeah. And that's a good thing. Yeah. yeah. So I'm like, yeah, I, I'm just going to keep this 13 inch in, until it becomes not, it, it's fast enough yep. it's it it i mean it only has a 250 no i think i think it has a 512 gig hard drive in it but it okay. only has eight gig of ram that's the only thing but if it's a travel laptop on the airplane i don't need 16 gig of ram if we really <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> There All right. Let's... I mean, that's the thing. It's like, you know, I've got, I have two old HP uh, Pro books, but you know, they're i7 processors. They've got 16 gigs of RAM. Yeah. They're, they, they would work fine as my primary device. No question. I'm a lot happier running my Mac as my, my main though. But mm -hmm. I keep these Windows things here at my side. And one of these days when I have enough time, I'm going to get around to setting up a dedicated um, Amazon Workspaces desktop. And mm -hmm. that will be my Windows machine. Yeah. And I'm just going to pay for it by the hour. You know, it's 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 a lot more expensive if you pay for it by the hour or by the minute or whatever than if you do it by the month. Mm -hmm. But I don't need to, I don't need it all month. Mm -hmm. I need it very rarely when I need a Windows machine. And, you know, for those times I'll spin it up and I'll use it and, and that's it. Yeah. Yeah. That's my plan. Yeah. My dilemma is like last when on Thanksgiving weekend, I needed to run screen connect to connect to a server yep. to, to quickly do something. There was a, it was a tiny problem, not a big deal, but it needed to be done. Yep. And on my iPad, it is so much more difficult to run screen connect. And in fact, Oh yeah. I oh yeah. Oh, I know what it was. I needed to create a ticket in BMS and I could not hit the new note on my iPad iOS. I had to log into my home computer in order to create this note in the ticket. 
And it's like, oh my goodness, I need it, you know. And it's not the iPad's fault, but no. it's somebody's <laughs> fault. Yeah. So, you know, that's a problem yeah. that does not need to exist. Yeah. I mean, really, that's that's BMS. I mean, that's their problem. It's a problem with their HTML code. They should uh, iOS, you know, the, the browser is what it is. I mean, it's yep. pretty fixed. Yep. <laughs> you yep. should make it. And it wasn't, you know, and I, I live in Chrome. So yep. it wasn't it wasn't limited to Chrome. It didn't work in Safari either. <laughs> you, you probably saw my note too uh, that that um, there's some stuff I double check too because I know I use Edge primarily, mm -hmm. and the reason is that you know Edge at the hospital where I do most of my work that's the the unofficial official corporate standard, mm -hmm. and I like being able to synchronize my settings across a browser you know, uh, across multiple desktops on a browser. Mm -hmm. I can't do that with Safari because mm -hmm. there's no more Safari for windows. It mm -hmm. just doesn't exist. It's not an option. So, so I have to use something else. And on any given day, I tend to dislike Google more than I dislike Microsoft. Oh, wow. So, <laughs> you know, like as a company, not their product. Oh, oh, okay, okay, okay. Yeah. Not their products, right? Again, we've gone over this. The big five, you know, the top tiers, the big five pillars. Mm -hmm. I see, you know, most evil to worst evil. Google. Uh, sorry, sorry, sorry. Facebook. Facebook. <laughs> Meta is number one. Meta. Google and Amazon tied for number two. And then Microsoft and then Apple. That's how it, you know, falls into my, in my, my lane. Mm -hmm. So, um, so I'd rather give Microsoft my data than, than Google my data, for example. Right. Mm -hmm. um, but, you know, so I could run Chrome or I could run Edge. I, so I choose Edge. Mm -hmm. And there are some sites that just don't load. And I thought that, okay, it's got to be extensions. I turned off all my extensions. The site still won't load. And then I said, oh, wait, there's, I know Edge in, introduced more advanced security settings a few months ago. It's got to be that. Nope, yeah, I have it on basic. Java. It's yeah. just on basic. It's not it. So, you know, I tried the thing. I, and so the fix is I temporarily just set my, um, set my default browser to Safari. Click, page opens right up, just fine. And it's like, why? I don't yeah. understand. This is just a basic web page. I haven't tried it with Chrome. I'm kind of curious, but um, you know, it's just it's we're back to the you know the days of the late '90s with the browser wars. You know, mm -hmm. best viewed with Netscape, best used with Mosaic. Uh, yeah. So Mosaic. yeah, that's funny. Uh, Mosaic. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, you, oh shoot, I lost my train of thought. <laughs> Mosaic. No. Nope. Oh, it had to do with Chrome. Oh, well, it couldn't have been that important. <laughs> Apparently not. No, the, uh, oh, uh, now I remember. So Bing, uh, you know, search, in the search engine war between Bing and Google, obviously Google is winning. I mean, Google is the, oh, yeah. the, oh, the, yeah. the AdWords super engine of everything. Absolutely. Except if you're in a market that's not using Bing and your target audience is primarily using Edge. IT companies that are looking for an MSP are typically people who are using Edge for their search browser. So that's where I am in the search browser. My search browser war is being done in Bing, where a lot of people are fighting it out in Google, because it cost me between seventy and eighty dollars per click in Google. Oof, oof, yeah. So I can get it a lot cheaper than that in Bing, and my audience all has to use Bing anyway because they're using Edge. There you go. So, I mean, that's know your target market though, right? Mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, there so, you go. I mean, I've just, I just shared a big best kept secret. <laughs> Tim Conkle will thank you. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's funny. The, uh, the national market is so saturated with it companies advertising there. Mm -hmm. um, even companies that aren't actually in Nashville, 
they're spending AdWords money in Nashville because sure. I mean, we know in IT now, you don't actually have to be in that market Oh yeah, to make money out of that market. <laughs> Speaking of marketing, uh-huh. <laughs> I just heard today, uh, I didn't, didn't make a note of it, but Google has filed uh, a suit against, I want to say G Research, if I recall correctly. Um, it's this company that is calling people and saying your Google search results are, are, you know, you're, you're not, you're, you're not there, blah, blah, blah. I just happened to get one of these calls today. I get one every single day. I don't get one every day, but I've gotten, I've been getting them lately a lot more recently than that. And of course they're always from local phone numbers. Yeah. They're from local phones. So they are not Google. Oh, it is not Google. It is not Google. And this company, I'm sure this is the one, but you know, you get press one now. If your account is not verified, customers searching for your services on Google may not find your listing. Press exactly. one now to verify your listing or press two or call blah, 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 blah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, and, and I've tried blocking the numbers and they change. They just keep changing the numbers, what they call. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That's the thing is they, it's, a, it's a new one every time. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. Yeah, they, I've they got a, I've got a whole bunch of those, but yeah, I get a, I get a call from them every day, and they're they're in my call lead log because they don't. Uh, it usually lasts about ten to fourteen seconds. Yeah, they they don't say anything, so they start talking as soon as my auto attendant picks them up. Yep. <laughs> yep. Exactly. That's why it's press one now. Yeah. Yep. Exactly. Because they don't know they're not talking to a human yet. Mm-hmm. Yep. So, uh, uh, well, I knew they were a scam, but now it's even more confirmed. <laughs> yep, they need to just go away. Yeah, it's a that's a frustrating one. Um, so, so anyway, <laughs> speaking of scams, so I get uh, I get phone calls and I get letters in the mail trying to buy my farm. <clears throat> wow. Oh yeah. yeah, we've talked about that. And they yeah. they offer you like what, fifty bucks for it? Yeah, it, practically uh, a per acre kind of thing. But it, they're offering like I don't know, but anywhere between sixteen and twenty five thousand from for my thirty three acres. So one person texted me, and I, I actually just got another text while we were doing the podcast. Uh, but somebody texted me and they said, you know, they were interested in buying the farm. Excuse me. And I said. I said, certainly. I said, you know, everything's for sale. I said, I'll take 1.5 million right now. Uh, it's a working farm. I mean, that includes the the buildings and, uh, you know, the products here and the, you know, the tractors and all that stuff. And they're like, it's not just woods. I'm like, no, it's, this is a working farm. I mean, if you're, you're going to buy a business if you buy this. Oh, well, we're, we're not interested <laughs> but i i take 1.5 million right now i mean so there you go if you want to own a almost ready to go lavender farm yeah well and really once if if i have a crop if i've got a full field full of crop and everything it does to run the business i mean i could sell it there you go i'd do it Heck yeah. <laughs> but by, by the time I get it that far along, it's going to be worth more than 1.5. So listener, if you want to get in on the front end, you need to get in front of it now. <laughs> well, on that note, I think we should probably uh, wrap this up. What do you think? Certainly. Certainly. We'll, um, we'll push the purple button on that one. Ooh. Sell the lavender. <laughs> I'll let you push the big purple button. <laughs> All right. And but before I do that, dear listener, we do want your feedback. If you'd like to discuss a particular topic, you can drop us a line at www.blurringthelinespodcast.com. You can comment on our previous podcast or something there as well. Uh, and we get notification of that. Sometimes it's spam. When it is spam, we ignore it. So don't spam us. Uh, we want your feedback. If you would like to reach us uh, and see what else we've got going on, Peter with Paradigm Consulting Co. LLC, 
ParadigmCC.com, YogaWithPeter.com, FriendsWithBrews.com. You can even find me there sometimes at and Peter at at the uh, the Elon Musk Twitter at Nicolaitis. <laughs> And then you can find me at Sublime Computer Services, sublimecomp.com, rrlavenderfarm.com, and Elon Musk's Twitter at sublimecomp.com. I am also now Nicolaitis on Mastodon. I'm Nicolaitis at infosec.exchange on Mastodon. Nice. Yes. You are an old elephant. I am now in a Mastodon and uh, about 10% of the people that I follow on Twitter, almost all in the security community are over on Mastodon now. Nice. And so that was a nice, actual nice way to curate my Twitter list. It's just <laughs> like, you know what? 90% of these people I probably don't even care about anyway. So I nuked them. Um, I didn't actually nuke them. I just, there's nothing for me to follow on. Yeah. But I heard about this site on the Accidental Tech Podcast. Um, there's a website called movetodon.org. Not moveon.org, but movetodon. <laughs> and um, it's uh, it's kind of cool. It, you, it authenticates you into Twitter, and then it will show you people who have a Mastodon profile and the same Twitter profile. Mm-hmm. And so I spent last night just going through and curating that list. And I was like, okay, yep. I'll just click, 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 click and adding them in. And there are a bunch of like, yeah, I kind of recognize this person, but I really don't care. So, you know, I didn't, so I used that as an opportunity to, you know, to, to trim it a little bit. I've still got Twitter and I have not installed the Twitter app on my phone. Yeah. I have not yet installed a Mastodon app on my phone yet either because the Mastodon ecosystem is changing so rapidly right now with this mass incursion that they're experiencing mm-hmm. that I figured I'm just going to give them some time and let them f- figure out all the bugs and stuff like that, which according to what I'm hearing from other podcasters, it's, you know, it's going very quickly. Things are are getting better every day. So that's pretty cool. cool. Yeah. I know we talked to Scott about it, but I I don't really, I still don't really understand it. So it's Twitter, dude. It's just Twitter. Twitter. Okay. It's just yeah. Twitter. You just need to select your server that you're going to be on. That's all. Mm-hmm. But does that limit me in any way by choosing a, a server? Kind of, but not really. So if I'm on a server that I meant to find you on, but you're not actually on, I can still talk to you? You can talk to me across servers because it's federated. Ah, okay. The The potential downfall is that at some point the owner of the server I'm on could decide he doesn't want to connect any longer to the server you're on. That's the downside. But for right now, you can just imagine it like you're on Twitter, I'm on Facebook, and somehow magically they can talk to each other. Oh, okay. There was a proposal for that. That has been more than 10 years ago where supposedly they were working on that. And of course, everybody was just like, no, we want you in my walled garden. You can't have my followers. So that never really <laughs> went anywhere as far as I'm aware. Okay. Um, but essentially Mastodon is, it. you can think of it as anybody can host your own Twitter server and you can get an account wherever and they can all talk to each other. Yeah. But the owners of the servers could always decide they don't want to talk to each other anymore. And that's the that's the risk. Yeah, that's okay. Yeah, yeah. that makes sense. That makes sense, but yep. uh, I guess I, I get what I paid for it on it. Yep. <laughs> Since I won't pay any, won't have paid anything for it. Yep, exactly. It's it's worth every penny. Worth every penny, and it costs you less <laughs> than a blue check mark. <laughs> yep. All right. Well, now we can hit the big red button. Big purple button. To contact either us or our guests, visit BlurringTheLinesPodcast.com. If you like what you're hearing, do us a solid and subscribe to our podcast. And leave us a five-star review in iTunes, Google Play Store, or wherever you found us.